0: Hey 889. I'm Sophie Proc and you're listening to Inside the Pacific Northwest. Welcome 889. I'm Sophie Proc and today I'm here with Phil, by the way, a radio fanatic of the Pacific Northwest. He spends much of his time working in different radio stations around the Seattle area and also has a sticker collection. And Phil, how many stickers are in your collection?
1: Oh, that's a tough one, somewhere around fifty to 60,000.
0: That is quite a lot. And yep. what prompted you to start collecting all these stickers?
1: Well, I used to tune the AM band for distance stations, and every once in a while when I wrote to them for a confirmation, they would send me a sticker. And I kind of liked the stickers as well as the confirmations, so I kind of do both now.
0: That's awesome. Well, we have stickers from 88.9 on their way to you. So I hope you're excited about that. Uh, That's very cool. And also you're involved in a lot of radio. So explain that and what jobs you do and how you help out.
1: Well, mostly I've been volunteering and the volunteer positions generally wind up doing office chores like answering the phone, putting stamps on envelopes, folding things, licking things. Uh, One of the things that I did do at King FM was that they had a huge amount of library CDs that they had to collate into their system. And I spent like five weeks, five or six weeks, four hours a week collating them into the system right before they moved their offices to the uh, Opera House. That's
0: awesome. And what do you love about radio so much? Why do you do it?
1: Well, that's a tough one. Well, I do it because I like to listen. I like classical music, so I listen to King FM, but I also got interested in listening for stations all over the US, Canada, and sometimes the world. And I do that on the AM band, which is a lot harder than shortwave, but uh, it's also a little more rewarding because you get to hear a lot of local stuff that you normally don't hear on shortwave.
0: That's awesome, that's really inspiring. And I love how much you've put yourself out there and really started to listening to, not just the local stations, but also in Canada as well, but also appreciating those local stations around you. I think that's really cool. Absolutely. What does it mean to tune the AM band?
1: Okay, so typically the AM band is like what you used to have in your car the radio, which unfortunately now is mostly FM and CDs. Anyway, if you tune between the local stations, you will hear other stations in distant lands, like all across Washington, and sometimes even on on the East Coast. And if you're really careful, you can hear stations in Japan, Australia, China, and even uh, Europe. I tune around and I try to write down some details in order to get a verification that I actually heard the stations, sometimes you can get those.
0: That's really cool. I don't know if you've heard of it, but there's a website called Radio Garden and it's it's a bit different than just listening to your car radio, but it shows you a map and then it has thousands of red dots that you can click on and you'll be able to hear, and this is online, You'll be able to hear radio stations from countries all over the world. Have you, have you heard about that?
1: No, I haven't. But one of the things that, that might be useful to, one, to a listener is to find out if what station you're listening to. For instance, you think you're on some frequency and you hear somebody talking about Pittsburgh. So you could go to that map and dial up a Pittsburgh station. And maybe if it's the same thing you're hearing over the air, you've logged it that's what's it called now radio
0: it's called radio garden you should just be able to type that into a search engine and it should come up Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Yep, i can handle that
0: (laughs) i think it's really cool especially to see i mean being able to listen to the radio not only on a car radio or a stereo something like that but also on your computer and i feel like it it brings up a whole new world of listening to radio. I think that's awesome.
1: Essentially, that's what I, what prompted me to start listening on the AM band. Obviously the internet's broadcasts are much clearer and easier to understand <laughs> than a lot of static. So that might be a better deal if you're interested in content.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really cool. I, I like, I will have to start listening on the AM band. That's really awesome. So you mentioned King FM, which is classical music, if I remember correctly. Correct. Mm-hmm. What station is your favorite? Is it King FM?
1: Yeah, it turns out that is true. It's also <laughs> a station I was able to volunteer at. Apparently, it's a little hard to volunteer at a commercial station, it's mm. not impossible.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. You know, this just the, in the past month, I sent out a few emails to a few radio stations looking for an internship. And um, I was out of luck, but they did direct me towards uh, the Sinclair broadcast groups kind of website or landing page, which had a bunch of, you know, positions I wasn't really qualified for, I was looking for like a low level internship, but those on the page were um, media directors, communications directors, all that kind of stuff. But that's really interesting.
1: Well, a lot of the the way to get into a commercial station, obviously, is via an internship. They Mm -hmm. do allow interns. I tried to volunteer up at KCMS, and it turns out that since they're commercial, Mm -hmm. I can't volunteer there, but you could intern there.
0: That's true. That's true. I'll have to look into that. So you live in the Pacific Northwest, obviously. The show I air on 88.9 is called Inside the Pacific Northwest. Uh, how is radio different in the Pacific Northwest compared to other places you've been to? Or well, been to in
1: the Midwest, it? you hear a lot of farm news.
0: That's true.
1: A lot of crop stuff. and uh, But it's sort of gotten a little bit modulated, didn't it? Every, every population center seems to have one of every type uh, back in the 60s when it was top 40 you know each market had a top 40 station but they were all different now with syndication you can kind of hear the same thing all over and the local stations have it tough to because they they have i think they have financial issues because the bigger more powerful networks couldn't sell commercials cheaper maybe Mm -hmm. anyway it's different everywhere and obviously, the weather is definitely different everywhere. Uh, you can hear about tornadoes and hurricanes and all sorts of stuff like that, which we don't have to live through, which is kind of nice. And uh, on the East Coast, you can you can listen to a lot of uh, sports too. There's a lot of sports stations, so you if you can listen to your out of town, if your favorite team is uh, in Nebraska, you can tune on the radio and listen to them, probably. Or actually, you probably could do that on the internet now.
0: Right. On 88.9, we actually have, have sports broadcasting for our high school sports. So those are baseball, football, soccer, volleyball, everything that we play at the high school. And we have, I mean, it's a student radio station. So it's a lot of conversation with students who are enrolled at MIHS. We don't have weather quite yet, but we've had maybe we've had a few weather casts, but you know, it's a, it's a smaller station. And as the um, general manager, Joe Bryant, likes to say, we're the biggest small radio station and we're very young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool to see how radio stations put themselves out there and how many big radio stations, like you said, they do a lot of commercial and some do and some don't
1: yeah Mm -hmm. it's all varied king fm being on commercial except they're doing their spring financial thing right now so they're actually advertising themselves
0: oh really
1: well yeah you they want you to donate because they need funding for the rest of the year
0: right i mean oh
1: it's semi-commercial semi-commercial or targeted commercial they're not selling geico insurance or anything like that
0: <laughs> understandable mm-hmm. so i didn't really
1: know there was a station on mercer island until i was scrolling through what's called radio locator really and i found it yeah
0: is, is radio locator an online website like radio garden
1: radio it's a uh, basically a database of radio stations in the u.s and canada And maybe Mexico now, I'm not sure.
0: That's awesome. Well, what was your first impression when you learned of 88.9?
1: Oh, well, it sounded like it would be a really kind of fun place to work, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of, I've retired now. I used to be an electrical engineer. used to Mm -hmm. design integrated circuits. So I got some fairly decent electronics background. And my work at King FM didn't involve any of that, which was unfortunate. I was hoping that maybe I could find a place to volunteer to, I don't know, wire up the internet or something, but uh, I haven't yet. Uh, I don't know. It's a little hard to know about the the local stations I've listened to off and on. uh, They try to be very good at uh, catering to an audience Right. Which is much better than some of the bigger stations that, uh, you know, cater to a lot of people, I guess,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they have big time disc jockeys or whatever you want to call them these days. So you guys are a lot more humble, so mm-hmm. to speak.
0: Yeah. I worked
1: at KCMU at the University of Washington when oh, I was cool. working there, which is now uh, KEXP.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've actually I've listened to KEXP a bit. And I think the difference in a lot of stations, especially for our station, we're very much set on talking to one one person specifically, instead of talking to a whole population. So while we're broadcasting, we focus on talking to one person as if all of our listeners are one person rather than talking to a community or saying, Hello, everyone, or hello, all, something like that, to make it more personal. I think that's cool.
1: Oh, interesting. I will have to uh, listen a little bit differently now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's not something a listener would notice, but in a way, it changes the whole perspective they view the radio station with.
1: Well, it certainly makes it more personal and more up close and, uh, I guess, inviting, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So kind of as a close to wrap up, um, how has radio changed over the years since you first began working with radio stations and now to more recently?
1: Well, it's pretty obvious that the big time broadcasters have scooped up stations in every market and they uh, now pretty much will broadcast the same thing in maybe tens or hundreds of different stations. The little guy is harder to deal with because I think they have a harder time selling commercials because their audience is a little smaller. Mm -hmm. But uh, big guys like iHeart and uh, Audacity have many stations in many markets. And that's a big change because when I was much younger and involved with radio, when I was basically a listener, like I had said before, each town had its top 40 station. each town had its middle of the road station, each town had its adult contemporary station. And they all had disc jockeys that were all different. Some of which made it to the big time, some of which did not. And now the big time disc jockeys are the big time folks and you can hear them all over the country. Whereas mm-hmm. before you just couldn't. So it was a, it's a lot nicer back then when I could tune into New York and hear a New York disc jockey talking about New York, as opposed to a disc jockey who gave the time check, which basically is like 10 minutes past the hour instead of the actual time, because they were being broadcast in four or five time zones. Anyway, it's definitely more collated together than it used to be.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think, One major part of that is the streaming world of it, especially because so many people now are listening to music and podcasts on their handheld device or their computer and kind of straying away from radio stations. So radio stations are catering to their wants and that's changed it a lot too. Have you noticed that?
1: Uh, I do, I run a small radio club of these AM listeners and they report what they're hearing every week. And uh, it's all different now. I think they report a lot more local stuff because I think these smaller stations are really focusing, like you folks.
0: Yeah.
1: You're focusing on Mercer Island, right?
0: Pretty much. We have a bunch of, we have, most of our listeners are on Mercer Island, though we have relatives, friends, family members, listening elsewhere but yes most of our listeners are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: but it's a good place to learn how to play radio so to speak
0: yes definitely well phil it was wonderful to chat with you i greatly appreciate you taking the time to zoom with me today
1: no doubt a problem like i say i'm retired and so i have time to make time
0: All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, 88.9. I'm Sophie Prock on Inside the Pacific Northwest.